All right, so uh, UFC Paris. Crappy card, but good at the top. You said you were most excited for the Rose fight? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's uh, more... Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's it's a better shakeup um, than, than the actual main event. But... Uh, division wise but i mean the cars the cards not it's really not bad um like i said there's a lot of the the younger um well, i shouldn't say younger but more of the uh lesser known um european guys on this card um and i think there's gonna be a, a couple showcases um i agree but, but betting wise i'm not I don't know. I'm honestly, I might take only like one or or two bets, or see if anything changes um, during the weigh-ins. But uh, we shall we shall see. We shall see. Uh, maybe maybe I, I take a couple of the uh, the uh, French national um, team. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think. I think for me it'll be one or two big spots or I'll take a few of the unders and overs because there's not a lot of pure money line spots that I'm all that interested in. There's a couple guys, a couple underdogs I like, uh, and we'll talk about them. But I am probably most excited for the the Benoit Saint-Denis-Moises fight and then the Manon Firo versus Rose because I feel like both of those have the, the opportunity to be – like bangers like I feel like both of them power punchers without a whole lot of uh, technique in the BSD versus Tiago Moises they're both really wrestlers and grapplers and then the Rose fight I feel like uh, you know Rose is coming up a weight class Manon has power in her hands Rose is either gonna get knocked out or she's gonna probably do the knocking out so it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to watch that one too what's this first fight I don't even know uh, well, these people. Want, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to start at the bottom? Or you want to switch it up? We start with the top of the card. Oh yeah, let's do that. Let's. Oh, dude, I forgot we got uh, we got one of your your Irish prospects, Connor Wannabe here, down here in the middle. Yeah, let's start uh, at the top. Though. Let's all uh, of them. All any listen, anyone that's from Ireland coming out right now, they're all they all want to be Connor. I mean, yeah, and there's man. Not, nothing wrong with that. That's that's uh. Double champ, tons of money. So Ian Gary's and, the man, though. He's he's the one that could do it. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We will see. But uh, so, yeah. Uh, so to start off for us, um, we're gonna start at the top of the card. Cyril uh, Bongamin Gan versus Sergey the Polar Bear Spivak. Oh, um, I this is this is going to be something that I am going to take uh, some action on. Um, I don't, I don't know, um, where Gon is in in his headspace. Um, he looked like a deer in headlights facing, you know, a, a John Jones um, that hasn't fought in three years. Granted, it's John Jones, but 
it seems to me he gets taken down too easily. That wasn't a good takedown by John Jones. I think everybody knows that. I think John Jones was surprised he got that takedown. Um, I think this is going to be something where, where Spivak uh, gets him on the ground and either submits him or, or gets him out by strikes. Um, we saw Gon's uh, fight before that. He's got the win over Tui, um, but that was just kind of like a stand-and-bang fight. And then before that, he lost to Francis, which was taken down again by Ngannou on the ground. Um, I think Spivak's path to victory here is is gonna is gonna be take him down, pound him out, or submit him. Um, the only uh, major blip in the last five fights for Spivak is Tom Aspinall, who Tom Aspinall is fantastic. I think that personally, I think uh, Tom Aspinall is um, a much better all-around fighter than Gone. So. To me, um, I think I think I'm gonna go with Spivak here. I, I think he can he could do it. I think he's uh, just uh, he's a couple years younger, um, pretty much the same height. Uh, Spivak is gonna probably come in closer to that 265 than gone. So I think he's gonna have to use that extra, you know, 10 five ten pounds and and really kind of get him on the ground and and work from there. Yeah, man, and Spivak's got that Moldovian blood, man. Something about those countries over there, those grapplers, it's just a different world. I don't know. For mm -hmm. me here, I go back and forth, and I've been going back and forth all week. And Gon is the man when it comes to kickboxing, and Spivak is the man when it comes to grapple-fucking in the heavyweight division unless we're talking like Jouton Almeida maybe maybe he would probably yeah. uh, take out Spivak but my only worry the only thing really keeping me off of Spivak here uh, is I don't really like his wins you know Sakai kind of a bum now I used to like Augusto Sakai but he doesn't really have have much going for him nowadays Greg Hardy bum Derek Lewis, I know we just saw him get a win, but before that he was on like a five-fight losing streak. Alexio Linick, who's 950 years old. Jared Vandera, Carlos Felipe, who they called him, uh, I don't know, Mexican Diaz or something because he just took so many punches to the face. Tai Tuivasa mm -hmm. is a good win, uh, but he was losing to Mycene Turbura, Walt Harris. It it kind of it's it's keeping me away from feeling this money line a little bit more uh, because he doesn't have you know that top five win. I granted Derek Lewis was a title contender, you know three or four years ago. Maybe that was more like five. I can't remember. I don't know how many years ago it was, but uh, he was a title contender. Spivak beats him. You know I don't know if Spivak's got the juice to throw around gone like uh, John Jones or a Francis Ngannou. Granted, I don't think Francis Ngannou's grappling is all that good. I just think he's purely, you know, could win a strongman competition. I just know you touch Ngannou and it feels like he's made out of fucking steel. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'll probably... It's going to... Oh, man, this is so tough. It's going to be Spivak early. I think Spivak, if he gets him down first two rounds, that's going to be the time he has to get a finish. If he doesn't get a finish in the first two rounds... 
I think he probably gets finished in the final three rounds on the feet because takedowns get a little harder to get, uh, especially when you're the one you know chasing. Gone is going to at least put up a little bit of resistance, I think. Uh, but I think Spivak probably gets a submission early. I really could see him just getting him on the mat and then getting like a, a rear naked choke or arm triangle like he did against Derek Lewis. Because if you guys watch the Derek Lewis, it was slick. He caught him. He caught him mid transition into the arm triangle, and I can see that again here. Uh, I'll go Spivak. I'll go Spivak. I'm gonna go round two submission. I think. I think he's probably gonna get a wow. sub, and I think it's gonna be early. I don't think he's gonna get. I don't think he's going to be able to win an extended fight against Gon. That's my my hot take, though. I won't have much money on it, if I have any, but I might sprinkle him under 2.5. So Spivak and then by finish or Spivak and under 2.5. It's kind of going to be where I feel comfortable here in this main event. Now, also, not for not for nothing, I know you're not impressed with you know, Alexei Olenek. He's, he's old. Yeah, granted he's old. He's also got... 70 70 something fights you know yeah, uh, he does. no fights he's got 47 submissions on his record and spivak went went the distance and and won so you almost got to look at all right he went with a, a top submission threat guy right and then he went with uh Derek lewis who is is uh throws bombs right I don't think. Well, the last time we saw somebody go, it's gonna go up. Uh, somebody with, with good submissions and is is just a freak all around, um, was John Jones. But prior to, I mean, Tui, no, Francis, no, Derek Lewis, no. Um, you're not looking. You know what I mean? You're not. You're not finding anybody that's gonna put him in in a real situation i don't think yeah i have another theory I mean, here as well tim i think for heavyweights i think it's extremely hard to train for grapplers because the amount of men in the world who are 265 pounds who can grapple like sergey spivak is very fucking limited you know like there's not many men to find in france that are going to be able to grapple like sergey spivak or like John Jones. And I kind of think that might be one of the issues. And that might be why heavyweight grapplers, uh, you know, have so much success just wrestle-fucking people. is because it's so hard to find someone who emulates them. Because there's not many of them in the entire world. Most big guys are just lumbering power punchers, you know. There's not many grapplers out there who are going to put up a, a nice training camp with you to get you ready for this. And so I don't know if Gon's going to be ready. He, he was not ready for John Jones. So you'd think he would have a better game plan here. But I also know Cyril Gaon doesn't really fucking train very much. You know, he, he goes in there and he, he has fun. He likes to strike in training. But, you know, you hear all around from France, uh, you know, France fighters and France news stations that Cyril Gaon is kind of just a, a guy who's a freak of nature and has gotten his, his you know, as far as he is on being a freak of nature. And that just doesn't really inspire me to want to lay minus 170 or minus 160 on him. Um, not only that, I think I think there's a ton of pressure on him um, being at home in in France, um, dropping dropping two of the last three. Yeah, uh, I I don't. 
I think there's a lot of a lot of pressure on him, and this is this is kind of a make or break moment for him because I don't know I, I don't know what you do with him at that point. Um, do you? I mean, he he was the interim champ, then he loses. And then he he wins, and then he gets another shot, and and he loses. So if he drops three out of his last four, what do you, what do they do with him? He could be Francis Ngannou's next PFL opponent. No, I don't think. No, I, I don't. But it's just a, it's a hard situation. You get him a bounce back in that situation. You get him somebody what, what is, out of the top ten. Probably like what they like what they did almost with uh, with Derek Willis. You think? Yeah, something like that. Honestly, Rogerio de Lima would be a, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like like you said, I'm I'm uh, um I might just hit Spivak. Uh, I'll probably do uh, by finish. Um, that'll give me a nice little uh, plus chunk, and then you know because he could also God has no urgency to get off the ground. No, he does so not. So he could just throw those tapping punches to to the side of the head, and if he doesn't do anything, they might stop it. They might not be crazy damaging, but if he's not punching back, or if he's not trying to get out of the situation and he's mentally broke, um, I I think it could get finished that way too. Yeah, because Gon has striking muscles, uh, and striking muscles and grappling muscles are two very different things. And so, you know, Spivak gets him in a spot on the mat or on the ground and uh, Gon's going to have, you know, have a, have a tough task ahead of him to get out of that position and get up and work his way up. And Spivak knows. He knows how to fucking control people. And I feel like that's probably going to be uh, where we see the first two rounds end up. You know, I bet if I had to put money on it, I'd say three minutes in each of the first two rounds is going to be on the mat. And that's a lot of time for Cyril Gaon to try to survive. That's six minutes in the first two rounds to try to survive. Uh, and I don't, I, I just don't see him surviving. I really don't. Yeah. Well, I think we're both, we're both on Spivak. Spivak. Yep. So same page there. Um, yeah, um, I'm glad. So far, so far, one and uh, one and one, me and you, we're we're on the same we're on the same page here. I like it. Um, we shall see this next one though. I'll let you take it away since this is this is your spot. You've been waiting to say this girl's name. Rose Namajunas is my girl. She is someone I've been a fan of for majority of her career, uh, for sure, her entire UFC career. I watched her beat Joanna twice. I watched her beat Weili Zhang twice. And she's a badass, but she's a head case. And there is zero attempt from her to hide being a head case. You know, she's willing to come out and say, I struggle mentally with my fights. I struggle mentally being a fighter. I went in and grappled Jillian Robertson and got submitted in the first round just because, you know, I didn't even try or sort of thing. Or I didn't even know if I wanted to keep fighting sort of thing. So... A lot of question marks going into this, and Thug just lost her belt in the worst fight in the UFC history, maybe? Worst title fight in UFC history for certain. You know, no doubt on that one. She's still Thug Rose. She's going up a weight class, coming off of that terrible fight, coming off of that grappling. 
uh, you know, match with Jillian Robertson that she got submitted in the first, I don't even know how long, you know, minute, two minutes. A lot of question marks. A lot of things that uh, are scary here. And she's fighting an absolute beast in Manon Firo. You know, I don't know if that's how you say her name. She's from nice France. She's a badass. 10-1. and one. She's beaten, let's check out her past five wins. Caitlin Chukagian, dog. Jennifer Maya, dog. Myra Bueno Silva, dog. Tabitha Ritchie, dog. So she's got wins that are that are really, really good. The one thing she doesn't have, and it's kind of going to be my, my point for Rose here, is Rose has stopping power. None of those girls that Manon has beaten have stopping power. None of them have the ability to sting you, and none of them have the ability to land a punch that will end the entire fight or a kick, which Rose does have. She knocked out Whaley Zhang, which we've seen take some, some absolute beatings in her UFC career. So for me, Thug Rose is is going to have to come in here and she's going to have to sting her. She's going to have to sting her, stick and move. But as sad as it makes me to say, I don't think she's going to be able to pull this one off. I think Manon is going to be too much for her. It's a three-round fight. Rose is going up a weight class. I think Manon's going to push her against the cage, keep her on her back foot, Land heavy combinations. I don't know if Rose's head is in it. I don't know if Rose's stopping power or, you know what I mean, punching uh, ability to to put stinging blows on her opponents is going to come up and transfer well at 125. So I'm going with Manon Firo. It hurts. I don't want to. She's minus 185, and I don't. I won't bet that because I think Rose. This fight probably should be lined about right where it is. I don't think there's much of an edge here. I think Manon probably comes out, wins three rounds against Rose, and I think it'll be sad, and I'll be I'll be a little bit butthurt about it. Um, I just think it's a bad career move for Rose. She's actually younger here. I don't think she should be going up a weight class. I think she should be getting a, a, a tune-up fight at 115 and then fighting Weili Zhang again. She probably beats Weili Zhang again. Who knows? You know, we don't really know. But uh, for me, I'm going to pick Manon. I'll be cheering for Rose, but Manon will be the pick, sadly. Tim, tell me why Manon's yeah. going to knock her out. Well, first of all, I think, I think she... She can finish her. Um, I'm very curious to see how she handles um, getting hit from uh, man. And just for the simple fact that she is so clean and crisp on her feet, the punches from her are going to sting um, a lot more, I think. I agree. Um, it, it wouldn't, it, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if if Rose Rose oh, from from what I got and and Pat Barry had a couple um, interviews that she wasn't sure if she wanted to fight again, especially after the the Carla Esparza fight. She wasn't sure if she wanted to fight again. Uh, that was a terrible fight, um, and now you're moving up going against a, a pure pure striker I don't think that's a great idea right um I don't think she is is being as active as she needs to be I agree 
Um, she last fought a year ago. Um, before that, she had the she had the win over Whaley, and then you know um, a little bit uh, less than a year before that, she had the other win, the the that head nice head kick. Um, but before that, she's she's almost fighting once once every once every year. It's not it's not consistent, and I don't know what's going on with her. She is a head case. Um, I'm not laying anything on this. Um, I I think she could get put out if she's just not mentally there and and can't handle the upgrade to power. But it's also Rose. You know, she might walk in there saying crazy shit, and and next thing you know, Rose is 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 honored. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I'm more uh, interested to see see where this puts uh, the winner um, as we as we go ahead with this division and and the current shakeup of of what's going on. Um, Maybe they'll get an Aaron Blanchfield fight. Winner of this, Aaron Blanchfield, winner of that, gets no crossover we, Valentina. No. No. They're gonna they're gonna get it get it ready for for uh Valentina to if she wins to get Blanchfield, I think. Um but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see a path to, to victory for Rose unless she unless she tries to, to go grapple heavy. She could. She you has good I mean? grappling. I mean she's yeah, she's, she's got she's got that's most of her wins um are are submission submission wins. I think that is going to be um I think that's what she's gonna have to do. I mean, she's got five five wins by submission on her on her record, and you know, granted, uh, Manon hasn't been been subbed. Um, I don't I don't know, dude. I, I don't know. I, I think fight. this is something we're we're just. It is a tough fight. Um, there's there's keys to victory for for each of the women. I just think getting getting. Um, from a weight class uh, above is is going to be a big difference. I think I think that's going to be a big ten pounds um, in in a weight move that she's making. You know what I mean? Yeah, the weight. I mean, the weight's going to be big because Manon is thick too. Like she has like a thick torso, and that that's, translates that's, well. Yeah, and she is so good on the feet. So yeah. it's. It's tough. It's tough. I don't know if Rose can hang in there, but but we'll see. This is kind of one of the things where you, where you enjoy. It. I'm not I'm not taking a money line on it. I'm not taking um, by anyone by finish. Nothing like that. This will be a nice one for me to just watch and see how Rose looks and kind of if she kind of looks stinky, you know, I'll I'll fade the shit out of her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. I think. It's tough because Rose comes in on a good night and she, you know, puts it on Whaley Zhang, puts it on Joanna Young Jacek, which are the other two best strawweight fighters of all time. And so it's like on a, on a good night, Rose is a potential all-time great. But on a bad night, Rose is a potential scrub. Like she just sometimes doesn't look like she wants to be in there. And if she comes in flat yeah. like that, 
Manon's going to put her on the back foot and probably flurry her out of there. Like she's going to land him yeah. just, I don't know, I don't know what it'll be, but a combo of some sort and Rose will probably cover up and the ref will probably stop it on a bad night. Good night, you know, Rose can hang with anybody. So we're just going to have to see. It's That's all it's going to come down to. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what it is too? It'll be a lot easier for man to get uh, a finish if Rose figures out that halfway through the first round she doesn't want to be there yeah um so that's something that's something as as well hopefully we'll find out um leading you know leading up to it uh a little bit more info see how she is but yeah um and and it's a home fight too i mean yeah, I know. yeah I'm, I'm that's gonna, the hard uh, part yeah, I might I might sprinkle a little little bit of a finish, but I, I don't know. I gotta I gotta see how they look at face off. Oh, we got another banger here. This is this is the other one I'm excited for. You got any hot takes to kick us off, Tim? Um, other than our our guy, um, Benoit Saint Denis. Hooked it up for us uh, on that nice underdog win over Balfine, um, but he's he's going up um, against Thiago Moises. I think I think this is a fight to to keep Benoit rolling. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Because I'm still I'm still kind of. Up in the air, back and forth. That's the hard thing with this card. A lot of these fights, they're up in the air, they're back and forth. So technically, on paper, these fights should be amazing. But we shall, we shall see. This is, oh man, yeah, man. Who, who are you? Who are you looking at? Um, right off the, right off the rip. Yeah, dude. The odds stick out to me here for Moises because on. DraftKings, he is plus 140 right now. And that sticks out to me as maybe the silly line of the week. I think uh, what we're seeing here is a bit of a market overcorrection for Benoit Saint-Denis. I love Benoit Saint-Denis. I think he's a beast. You know, we've, we backed him against Bonfim, and he went out and killed it. He went out, took him down after landing 10 unanswered body kicks and then strangled him quick easy surgical it looked great he was plus 250 plus 300 and we nailed it we had him there uh it was perfect now the market is pricing him as a minus 160 favorite over a guy who has only lost to top 15 lightweights let's go look at moises's record here and this is going to be kind of where uh, I start my spiel because I think this might be my dog of the week. So he's lost to Joel Alvarez, who was a top 15 lightweight at the time. Islam Makashev, uh, the champion. And if you go back and watch that fight, which I did today, pretty much two hours right before this, he made Islam work for that. It was not an easy fight for Islam. You know, Islam obviously uh, dominated the fight and won the fight. But Moises was not going out there and getting, you know, Dan Hookard or Bobby Greened. 
He wasn't he yeah. wasn't able to do what he was able to do against those other guys, you know. So Moises was putting up a fight. Moises was landing some strikes here and there. Then he lost to Demir Ismagulov, who was essentially a top ten guy and then got old very quick. Benil Daryush, you know, guy was on a, a a winning streak like no one else. And then before that it was it was LFA and he was I think in twenty sixteen he was uh how young does that make him? That makes him 20 or 21. So he has wins over Kurt Hollabaugh. He has wins over Michael Johnson, Bobby Green, Alexander Hernandez. And then he has two tune-up wins here over Christos Giagos and uh, Costa, who has the crazy hair. And I just think, you know, in this point in both of their careers, I think Thiago Moises is the more polished striker and I also think he's the better grappler. Saint Denis is going to have the the advantage wrestling. That's going to be what he has to do for three rounds. He's going to have to wrestle, and he's going to have to be successful with takedowns. Thiago Moises was doing go- doing pretty good in the wrestling against Islam Makashev. So if we think that Benoit Saint Denis is Islam Makashev level of wrestling, then that's an easy minus one sixty slam. I don't think he is. I think he beat Bonfim. And I think he beat Gabriel Miranda and Nicholas Stolza. I don't think he's beaten anyone who put up much of a fight in the wrestling. Moises is going to put up a fight in the wrestling. And then once they get to the mat, Moises is going to put up quite the grappling uh, you know, threat against St. Denis. From the guard, Moises is good. If Moises gets on top, he's even better. So I think Moises you know, going to put Benoit St. Denis in some tough spots when it comes to the wrestling and grappling. And I also think Moises is a better striker. You know, Benoit Saint-Denis throws a lot of, you know, crazy, powerful, you know, those kicks we saw. Other than that, he, he's pretty partial to throwing hooks on the feet. Moises is a little bit straighter. He's also a little bit better with the footwork. Benoit Saint-Denis is just a junkyard dog. He's coming at you. He's going to throw some hooks and throw some digs. Moises is going to be a little tighter, a little bit more about the footwork. And I think that that's going to do well for him here. That's what we saw. Uh, I think it's Zelensky or yeah, Zaleski, who is actually a very underrated fighter. Guy has a win over you know Sean Strickland. So Zaleski is a really underrated fighter. So it's not a bad loss for Benoit Saint Denis. But I think Moises is just he's kind of the guy here. I think for me this week, you know, plus one forty. I think he's a better grappler and I think he's a better striker. It just comes down to can he stop the wrestling? Is his takedown defense on par? He's at American Top Team. I don't have any doubts about the work he's getting at American Top Team. So for me, uh, it's going to be Moises, and it's going to be Moises probably by decision. I could see a submission, but unlikely, more so decision. So Moises, probably Moneyline plus 140 is going to be my biggest spot of the week. So when he beat Bonfim, I think... First of all, he was he was in some bad spots. But I think the Terrence McKinney hype and then McKinney losing by a, a flying knee, I think that, that kind of put, you know, that was the Bonfim brothers, the Bonfim brothers. Uh, yeah. You know, first of all, I think, I think Ismael's, uh, Ismael's brother is better, to be honest with you. Um. But I think we looked at at that finish and put too much into him, and that's why 
he fought Belmont Saint Denis, um, and he had he had, granted he had more experience than Benoit, but I think that like like you said, this is going to be um, a lot tougher. You're going to have uh, he's going up against another uh, more experienced guy, right? This is a top ten uh, guy. Moises is legitimately possibly a top ten guy. I I think he just has uh, more experience in in the UFC fighting higher level opponents that he's not gonna he's not gonna make uh, any any silly mistakes or any stupid mistakes. Um, you know, Alvarez uh, and and Makachev. I mean, dogs, absolute dogs. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I might hammer uh, Moises then. I think it's going to be worth. Let me see if they have the line out yet. If there's a Moises uh, by submission and it's like over plus four hundred, I think that might be worth adding. Let me look at it. Moises by submission is plus four hundred. So. That's really not a bad bet either. You just, I would probably, I'd probably take some money line and then stack a little bit of sub on there because if Benoit Saint Denis shoots a like a lousy takedown on him, Moises is gonna wrap something up before Saint Denis can even blink. Yeah, and and for nothing, I like the fact that uh, Saint Denis is is taller. He's got a bigger reach. Um, so obviously, if the guy is is taller and his limbs are longer um it's just more stuff for you to to wrap up so and rip yeah, off, I'm, baby. I'm, I'm with you on on that one i like it that's that's gonna be my dog of the week because i have a couple other dogs because sergey spivak was my first dog but i'm not confident enough to have you know any sort of money on that um speaking of another dog here uh, this is a this is an interesting underdog opportunity here. We got the the, the Russian wave. We got Pavlovich at heavyweight, and now we have uh, Guskov coming in off of a whole bunch of first round knockouts here at light heavyweight, and he's taking on a number eleven light heavyweight in the world, Volkan Ozdemir. What are you thinking, Tim? Yeah. Um, I I'm thinking honestly that. Uh, Bogdan is that how you say his first name? I think so. Yep. Bog Bogdan Guskov. Um, I think I think he's gonna get another um knockout finish. To be honest with you, I for some reason I, I mean this guy. Vulcan Ozdemir, I mean, not for nothing, got knocked out by with a right from Yuri Prohaska. My boy. I mean, who's who's a, a, a wild man. Um, but he does have a win over Rakic. It was a split decision, so obviously one one judge um, had him winning that fight. But he lost to. Krilov, uh, Uncle Live. Um, he has a win against Paul Craig, but we saw that Paul Craig went down. Paul Craig is is now down a weight and looks phenomenal. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to go with with the dog here. This might be a card where where you parlay uh, a Guskov, 
um, a, a Moises and a Spivak and just absolutely hit a, a dinger. Um, yeah, I same same height for the most part, um, six three six two. I just think the kid from Uzbekistan, um, I think he's 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 got the power, man. He's got the power, and it wouldn't surprise me um, if he got Uzdemir out there um, and and quick. Here's something stupid, Tim. The Bogdan Guskov to win by knockout is plus two twenty five. I think that's a terrible line. I think that's his only chance to win here. I think if he does not knock out Vulcan, I think Vulcan just probably paces him for three rounds because we don't know Guskov. I watched I watched one of his fights on YouTube, uh, and he was breathing pretty heavy after about a minute of the fight. And I don't know. Maybe he's just one of those guys, those Drickus Duplessis guys who breathe hard for the entire fight. Uh, but for the most part, I think he's going to swing heavy. He's going to have to connect in the first round, and if he does not connect, he's probably going to probably going to get be on the yeah. losing end. He's probably going to be the nail to to Vulcan's hammer. But I'll I'll go Guskov too, and I'm going to go Guskov by by knockout. I think that plus two twenty five is pretty pretty sweet, honestly. Here, yeah, I think and and here. Oh man, it's it's tough. I don't I don't understand um how Ozdemir. I mean, but it's also one of the things. When I say I don't understand, I don't understand how he takes that pattern. Every time he he kind of steps up, he loses. Um. And and is this is this something maybe they think they can get him right here? But at the same time, is it is it do they care or are they trying to bring up the the younger guy or not the younger guy? They're pretty much the same age, but are they trying to bring up somebody somebody new? Yeah, they could be. I mean, they could they could be trying to to give a big old uh, you know European showcase to Guskov. It also could just be a, a gift to Ozdemir, you know. Who knows? We're gonna find out a lot about Guskov here. I think here's, personally, here's the thing like this, this kid's this kid's got you know kid. No, he's not a kid, but this guy's got twelve knockouts and two subs. He's yeah. he's a finisher. So I think I think he's gonna win. I think he's gonna win. I think he's gonna win by a finish. I think he's gonna knock him out like you said. Thirty years old. He's probably gonna come in ripped ripped uh unbelievably and i i think he's gonna really really put it on ozdemir and we're gonna see that that swiss swiss milk bag body that ozdemir comes in at, at weigh-ins and it's not even gonna be close yeah and guskov is gonna be you know his head's gonna be the size of jupiter coming off of i think it's like four straight first round finishes so the guy is going to be fucking ready to go in that first round. Yeah, he's he's going to drop he's going to drop the hammer on him. So I think this this one's going to be um when when it's Vulcan no time Ozdemir, I think he's going to be out of there in no time. I agree. Someone else is going to be tapping their arm for the watch and I don't think it's going to be Ozdemir. All yeah. right, now we're kind of getting into the 
these, this is this is what I'm talking about. These fights, they they are so good on paper. Um, yeah, I really, I really hope um, that some of these come through because they're they should be very very close fights. Um, obviously, everybody wants to see finishes, but I also want to see uh, a beautiful finish um, in a dog fight or or highly skilled grappling or. Um, you know, uh, competitive uh, wrestling, chain wrestling, and, and seeing guys grind it out. So we shall see. But, yeah, now we're kind of getting to where it's, um, I think, just a showcase on some of these these other guys here. Yeah, these are some, some interesting fights. They just put some of these together, like yesterday, I believe. Uh, and so we've got two French guys uh, fighting each other. we got Jaguar, William, Gomis. Versus Yanis, the Desert Warrior, Jamori. Uh, and let me check the odds here just to make sure because they don't have the odds on here. So William Gomis is minus 250 here. He's got the UFC C caliber wins. Uh, he beat Francis Marshall and he also beat Jarno Ahrens. And then Yanis is coming out of Brave with no UFC experience and that's just going to be the difference here it's just going to be william gomez for me no interest in betting this i'll watch to see if either of them are good prospects but i'll pick gomez and i'll just enjoy the fight from a fan perspective i think that's what i've got tim yeah um He's fighting. He's fighting out of um, Gomis. Was he MMA uh, factory? Yep. So he's he's fighting out of the the Gan gym. Uh, Nasruddin Amavov is is in there as well. Um, I think I think I, I'm I'm with you on this. I think the UFC um, experience. Um, Jarno Aaron's win. I mean. I, I, the only thing I'm not sure about is is Giannis coming out of of the the Middle East, um, fighting now in France. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm probably. I think Gomez should win, but at the same time. Um, I just kind of want to see where, where these guys are, see if we can kind of find some some edge um, going forward uh, when they fight again. But you're also looking at a, a pretty big um, difference in, in height. You're looking at a six-foot Gomis and a 5'9 Giannis, uh, um, and they don't even have a reach for for Giannis. So. And an experience difference, too. Gomez just has this the UFC experience. Yeah, yeah, and and we know we know what happens um, when you get some of these guys in there. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm good with just just watching this one, um, and then uh, kind of waiting to see. Uh, I I can't believe this card. This this is the only thing that I don't like. there's not a lot of. Not a lot of star power, and there's not a lot of fights. They only have 11 fights on this card. I know, it is. It's a thin card, and they just put two of them together yesterday. So yesterday, yeah. there was nine fights. Yeah, I mean, 
hey, it, it is what it is. They got to put they got to put everything together. Um, it gives us something to complain about and hit Twitter and oh, yeah. say this and the other thing uh, weekly. So if you're not bitching, you're not caring. That's what they say. That's too. right. That, that, yeah, that's what they say now, huh? <laughs> that's what the kids say nowadays. That's, that's what they're saying. All right, so here here is a, a good one. This All one, right? Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle a little on this. Morgan Charrier, Charrier the versus last pirate. Manolo Zucchini. Right. Yep, out Sounds... of Jackson Wink. Uh, that's exactly. So. Technically, uh, we have uh, Charrier um, coming out of Cage Warriors. Um, he's he's coming off two stoppage wins, right? Um, I think I think this kid though, um, who's the year younger, um, coming fighting out of out of you know Jackson Wink. He's his. Obviously, his his main gym is is something else. At plus two thirty five, and when you compare somebody that's record is eleven and three, has the gym Jackson Wink attached to him. Um, he's got nine nine knockouts, um, one submission. So he's a finisher, and then you're going against a guy that has already dropped um he's 50 percent realistically he's eight nine and one so 18 nine and one 18 sorry 18 nine and one so technically he's not even 50 percent he he um i'm sorry he's 50 percent still but a lot he, of losses that's still two losses that's, in every four fights yeah. or fuck dude we can't do math math is fucking hard man so so technically, he's got a lot of losses. Yeah, that's all nine losses gives me, gives me pause for a concern. So to have to have you know, um, his his record that he does, he's he's lost three decisions in Cage Warriors and he's got six wins. So that right there, I mean, I I think. For his record to be eighteen and nine, and he's a uh, apparently he's a Cage Warriors champ, right? To be eighteen and nine, and then to be favored by as as much as he is, I think that's insane. I think that is is insane. So I'm gonna go with uh, Zucchini, the Italian Italian stallion. The Zucchini right? baby, the Italian. The Italian Dream version two. The Italian Stallion. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to pile on with you there. And uh, the reason is, and again, this is another situation where I, I don't know if I'll have much of a bet on it. It's a situation I want to watch both these guys and really see you know, what we're working with before I feel comfortable fading or betting on. But for me... We, are, we know Italian guys have, have great chins. That's It's just kind of in their blood for some reason. Uh, we, know, we know We know one. We know like 25. 
I'm just kidding. I don't know. But uh, he only has one knockout loss. Uh, and I think Morgan, the last pirate, is going to have to knock him out uh, because Morgan, the last pirate, loses decisions. Eight of his nine losses are by decision. And so if we go to the, the scorecards, it's going to get real dicey for, for Morgan, the last pirate. So, you know, I think he's plus 275 on DraftKings. A little sprinkle on him. Can't go wrong with it. I'm talking about Zucchini, by the way. A little sprinkle yeah, on you're... Zucchini here. I think you're you're good to go. Plus 275. If you lose it, you lost on a plus 275 dog. Who the fuck cares? Here's here's something else too. Uh, this this kid, uh, Morgan Charrier, he last fought a month ago. And before that, he fought four months ago. And before that, he fought nine months ago. And before that, uh, a year and ten months ago. So, in the last nine months, he's cut weight three times. Most recently, a month. And right before that, four months ago. So, he's been cutting weight quite often. You know, the one from nine months ago, that doesn't bother me. But the one where it's, it's four months... And then he gets it to another month. That would make me concerned. But the fact that he just did it a month ago is is a, a, a pause uh, for concern for me. I agree. That's that's my opinion. So, but yeah, you throw a dart on on uh, Zucchini and see what happens. You don't have to go crazy. Yeah. But there's no way I think he should be a minus three hundred five favorite. Wonder what him by decision is. If it's plus five hundred. Then that's a fucking sweet bet. It it is plus five hundred. Sounded like I looked these up before, but I promise I didn't. Plus five hundred on Zucchini by decision. Uh, when let's go look at exactly how many of his wins are by decision. Yeah, so nine of his wins are by decision, and then the last pirate, eight of his nine losses are by decision. So seems like that would be the outcome. That would be the the winning outcome for. Manolo Zucchini. Yeah. Oh man, here's here's what everyone on Twitter is touting as the next Conor McGregor this week because there's a new new Irish fighter every single week. Uh, so it's Taylor Lopolis versus oh man, Cowlin Lauran. Butchered that one. I know I did. They're bantamweights, and this should be a banger. Undefeated versus, uh, in my opinion. Very, very underrated guy for, for someone who has not fought in the UFC. We can go look at his wins. He's got some, some solid wins here. Yeah, this is, this is, see, now, we were just talking about how um, the fight before this, uh, the heavy favorite was, was coming out of, of Cage Warriors 6 and 3. This kid's coming out of Cage Warriors uh, 4-0 with all all finishes. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to say, I think it's going to be Colin Lochran, but or Colin Lauren. I think that being said, with this kid's record, the hype behind him, um, I think the Cage Warriors experience is better than um, fighting in Aries. Uh, and I'm not, I know I kind of shit on cage warriors, uh, 
before with Morgan uh, Charrier, uh, but I don't think I don't think this is going to be anything short of a, a first round first round stoppage. To be honest with you, and either bring this kid in, shine him up, get that Ireland crowd. Um, if if there's one there, there should be. They got a couple guys fighting from Ireland. Um, get the people fired up. Get Connor tweeting, and and bringing some eyes uh, to the to the venue. So, yeah, um, uh, I don't even know. Do they even have odds on this yet? Yeah. So Colin on the money line is plus one forty. What? Yep. Colin on the money line is plus one forty right now, and the other guy is minus one seventy. I don't see how. I, I honestly, I don't see how. I'll tell you, um, Tim. I'll tell you here. He's fighting out at MMA Factory, and he has wins over Wilson Rice and Nate Maness, who are two UFC dogs. You know, Nate Maness, uh, you know, isn't as credentialed as Wilson Rice, but Wilson Rice, that's the Wilson Rice that challenged for a title against Demetrius Johnson. And that's Nate Maness, who was undefeated at the time and is coming off of uh, losses to, you know, Umar Nurmagomedov and Tagir Ulambekov, who are two great guys, but I got to win over Tony Gravely. Um, got to win over Johnny Munoz. So this guy, this guy's not bad. The one who Colin's fighting. But this is going to keep me off of him. The Ireland out-of-cage warriors hype is fucking real when they send dudes through cage warriors and they have less than 10 wins on their record for some reason those irish fighters are dogs i don't know what it is there's been like five of them conor rare being one of them there's been like five of them and they're just dogs so i'm not fading this cowling guy i think that this taylor guy is a much better fighter than people are really giving him credit for because i've seen a lot of people on twitter uh, you know, picking the cowl inside or cow- call inside. But I also, he's the favorite here, and I don't really want to pick the favorite in this sort of a fight. So, uh, you know, I'm going to probably pick Taylor Lapalus, but I'll be really? watching the dawn here. I'm going to be watching to see if this guy can get it done, because if he can get it done in impressive fashion, we might have a, have an have a Irish, or Irish star on our hands. Yeah, it's just hard for me to see them bring in, uh, bring in this kid and and have him go up, uh, uh, and not get him hyped up and and ready. He also just fought three months ago, so he just cut weight three months ago. Yep. Um, before that was nine months, so that makes me feel better. Yeah, a little six six month gap. I mean, the three months, three weeks, so almost four months ago. I mean, it's not not too too bad. But also, um, Taylor uh, Lapalus, he hasn't fought in almost a year and a half. So, yeah. so we shall see. You got a kid that that can can crack um, right out the gate, um, and somebody that has to kind of shake it off for for a year. Um, that's that's tough that's real tough not fighting for over a year and then making your ufc debut against a kid that's a stud out of ireland 
Yeah, man. And, the, um, the kid has wins over some some all right opponents. Although his first two fights, uh, his opponent was zero and thirty one, and zero and thirty nine. Listen, listen. Who cares? Who cares? Me? Khabib was fighting cans anyway, bro. I think so, I think me and you could beat Will. Look at this guy. Oh my gosh, he's been found by Tapology to have engaged in activities which do not conform to combat sports standards. I think we could probably beat him. What about this guy? Reese, same thing. This guy's been thrown. They've been throwing fights, both of them. Damn, losing streak. Look at this. Lo- the streak. 43 losses. It might be time to retire, bud. It might be time to retire, bucko. <laughs> what about wow. this one? What is this guy's streak? Oh, nine losses. He got a win nine fights ago. He got his, his first MMA win nine fights ago, Tim. Damn. Wow. But then, I mean, he beat this guy who's 10-3, and 9-0, and 5-0. and So he's got he's got three wins over, over opponents who have won fights. So it's not like he's completely crushing only cans. Well, not for nothing. The Cage Warriors isn't, isn't putting guys in there. Um, Jeez, bro, 0-39. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's terrible. That's terrible. They're not, they're not putting guys, um, they're not putting guys in there. Um, but I'll tell you what I do like. I do like this round two, um, streak that he is on. One, two, three, four, um, four fights that he's winning in, in round, uh, two in a row, all by stoppage. So, and they're all, all, um, ground and pound punches so that might be something to keep an eye on um but yeah i like him by i like him by finish all right cool cool i got a strong opinion on this next one all right so uh this is another irish guy and this might be this this could be an irish irish parlay here tim um for me i'm gonna keep this one quick uh but this is Probably my second favorite bet on the card. And it's going to be our boy Skeletor. It's going to be our boy Skeletor here. Uh, Angelusa, bundle of muscle. Guy's a bundle of muscle. But the guy has to get Reese McKee out of here first round. Or I think Reese McKee takes over. And he's an underdog here. He's plus 150. He's plus 150. He's coming off of three nice wins. He got some Cage Warrior wins where he was he was getting a tune-up fight. Because he lost to yep. uh, Hazmat Chemaev in his debut. Imagine drawing Chemaev as your debut. And then he, he loses to Alex Morono, who Morono's a dog. There's absolutely zero you know, shame in losing to Morono. He's my favorite overweight fighter in the UFC. I love Alex Morono. I bet on him every single fight. Um... But yeah, I just think Reese McKee, he is 6'2", 78-inch reach. Um, Angelusa is 5'10", 64-inch reach. We saw him lose to uh, Manir Luzez, who is also taller and a little bit of a rangier striker. And I think Reese McKee's got the same path. I watched the Manir, the, the what is his name? Manir Luzez fight today. And I saw him pumping his jab. I saw him throwing leg kicks. And I think Reese McKee can follow that exact blueprint. And Lusa's going to slow down. And I think it's going to be a perfect spot for McKee to get a second or third round finish. Honestly. 
that's gonna be that's gonna be my take, and I'm gonna be on the money line of plus one fifty, and maybe you know maybe we do a, a Colin Lowren and Reese McKee parlay here, a little bit of Irish love on the Paris. Cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do, I do like that. I'm with you uh, on Reese McKee. Um, the only thing is, is I don't know how much he's at. Losses at, at Killcliffe, and that gym is phenomenal. That's the only thing, you know, um, that gives me pause. But I think, like you said, he's a, he's a legit bundle of muscle. Um, he's on a win one, lose one, win one, lose one, whereas right now, uh, McKee was on a skid, like you said, but to uh, Chemayev and Moreno, or Morono, and then he's been stringing them um, together, um, and he's been he's been looking good. So, granted, that's in Cage Wars, but he kind of had to to reset and, and bring it back. Um, he's not coming back to a um, Kamzat, right? We all know that. So, I think he's going to stay on the outside and 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 just. Try and piece him up. He's got the four-inch reach advantage. Um, he's got the uh, four-inch height advantage. So I, I think that's that's going to be his his path to victory. Stay on the outside, box him up, keep him at distance, um, and and just try and touch him. Don't don't throw crazy heavy heavy hard shots, and and it'll. It'll happen for him. I agree. Um, he just has to survive that first round. Like that first round he, he is going to be dangerous. Exactly. Los, he's going to be throwing. He's going to be throwing heaters, right? But we all know what happens when you throw, and and if you're not making contact, it, it's it's exhausting. So that is going to be the the thing where you know Reese is going to have to watch out. But he doesn't. He hasn't had. When's this guy's last last knockout? Though? He's a decision machine. 2016. Yeah. So. Yup. Come on. I, I don't think unless Reese McKee does something stupid, I don't see, I don't see him getting outpointed. Um. But yeah, I mean, come on. He's he's a decision guy, so. All he has to do is just just point him up, um, and like you said, survive that first round. Yeah, cause cause Lusa is definitely gonna slow down there. No questions asked. All right. Oh, I'm gonna keep this one real short and real sweet. I think Jocelyn Edwards probably wins this fight. Uh, this this girl, um, I don't think has many good wins here. I was looking at her resume. I didn't even watch any of her fights. Uh, she fought someone who's four and two, which was, I believe, the best record. And then the fight right before that, six months ago, she fought someone who had never fought before. And then she fought someone who was twelve and ten. And then she fought someone who was one and zero. And then she fought someone who was two and zero. And Jocelyn Edwards uh, has a has you know three UFC caliber wins here. And that's just that's going to be enough for me. That's that's the entire breakdown for me. Jocelyn Edwards, three UFC caliber wins, and this this French lady, French woman, uh, has been 
brushing up against cans, and she even has a loss. So shame on her. You're getting this fight because you're in this. This card is in France. Jocelyn Edwards is gonna put it on you. Um, most likely you're you're right, <laughs> but at the same time, is is you look at this, um, oh, and she's another Pantera. You just love the Panteras. I guess. I guess, man. La Pantera. Um, her Jocelyn Edwards lost to uh, Carol Rosa and uh, my girl Jessica Rose um, Clark. Um, Carol Rosa is a decision machine, um, right? But then you have somebody like Jessica Rose Clark who who is a much better um, stand-up. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if she's... She hasn't made weight in in her last two fights. Edwards? Yeah. Yeah. So she comes in... um, This might be a punishment. Maybe they think this girl could put her out. Um... Most likely she's she's gonna win, right? But it wouldn't surprise me um, if if something. I mean, one thirty five. There is no one forty five class. Yeah, yes. You know, if you want to sprinkle this this Nora uh, Cornoli. Cornoli. By, by, that's a crazy by, last name, dude. I don't even know if that's her last name. <laughs> um, if you want to sprinkle something on her to win by knockout, she is a finisher. Um, granted, she's fighting, you know, nobodies, but, but she's got, you know, all of her wins come by finish. You know, she's fighting in the UAE Warriors, so three at fights, least three finishes. she doesn't have someone on her record who was 0 and 42. No. <laughs> Um, at least. No, but I'm not impressed with with. I've tried fading her the last four, four fights since she fought Jessica Rose Clark. Um, I only hit on the Jessica Rose Clark, but you know what? I'm gonna fade her again. Dude, she I'm lost in- that last fight too. I was in Kansas yeah. City for that last fight, and that was a robbery. Yeah, that was um uh Pudilova. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna fade her again. She just fought three months ago, right? And she didn't make weight then. How the hell is she going to make weight now? I don't know. And somehow she's the number 11 bantamweight in the world. All right. For... Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's are right. We, are we doing this? They need to have one female um, one female promotion. Because they... there's, there's so many girls that are actually legit but they're all kind of spread you know between ufc and bellator and you know a couple in in pfl some of those other you know in in one oh god if you get some of these girls girls like you get like a stamp fair tax in the ufc oh that'd yeah be, dude that'd be this, yeah not this well she's a 145er That'd be badass, dude. I'd love to see her. No, she's actually 155. She fights at 155. Pacheco does? Oh, yeah, because she's she's Kayla. Is it Kayla Harrison? Yeah. So, 
but you have so many girls. I would love to have them consolidate either that or, or we got to get more girls um, into into MMA. Yeah, man, you know, I'm super cool with with if Pacheco and Harrison came over having a 155 for women's. I have that's no. That's it. Though. That's it. Nobody else is fighting 155. There'd be and there'd be a couple girl. others, I bet, but. No man, it'll be just like the PFL—the same six people fighting each other. Yeah, true. It would be. It'd be like yeah, everyone would be in the top ten. They, yeah, they just made a division up for Amanda Nunes to make her fake champ champ. So that's for another time. That's yeah. for another time. So this is this is what I'm real interested on on where you're going. Um, Farid. Basharat versus Kletson Rodriguez. Take it away. All right, man. Uh, this is my third favorite spot on the card. So I love Tiago Moises as my number one bet. I like Reese McKee as my number two bet. And my number three bet uh, is going to be on Kletson Rodriguez. And Basharat is a dog. Basharat, his grappling, uh, that's going to be his path to victory here, is the grappling. But if you pull up Clidson Rodriguez on DraftKings right now, he is plus 275. Fareed Basharat is minus 350. And Basharat just won a close decision against Damon Blackshear, who is a beast. Um... But I think Cledson Rodriguez could be the real deal. Guy is 27 years old. Basharat's 26, so they're both young guys. But Cledson Rodriguez has first-round finishing power. And that's that's kind of what I'm going to be going off here. You know, plus almost plus 300. We could see plus 300 come fight night uh, before, you know, maybe Friday, maybe Thursday, whatever it is. We could see plus 300 on this guy. And I think he's got the skills to put Fareed Basharat away. Uh, Basharat's going to grapple. That's going to have to be his path here because I don't think he's going to have as much success on the feet as he thinks he's going to. And Clinton Rodriguez is going up a weight class. And I'm always much happier when fighters go up a weight class than when they go down a weight class for the most part because you get a stronger chin. You get a little more power on your punches. Um, you might have a little height disadvantage and reach, which is actually what's happening here. He, he's at a height and reach disadvantage. But the guy has some Muay Thai chops. You go watch his last two fights. He fought CJ Vergara, lost. Uh, how long ago was that? Let me go look. So yeah, a year ago, he was 26 years old. He lost to CJ Vergara. CJ Vergara is not great, but CJ Vergara is not bad. CJ Vergara is the definition of mid. You know, not a great loss. It was a close fight. He got out grappled. I'm thinking he went back to the drawing board, shored up some takedown defense, and he's going to have it on point for this fight because Basharat is going to have to grapple here, in my opinion. He's going to have to go for those takedowns. He's going to have to go for, uh, honestly, probably a submission because I don't think with the, the fight starting on the feet every single round, I think Cledson Rodriguez is the real deal on the feet. And I think he's getting rapidly better between every single fight. And his other win uh, was Shannon Ross. And I didn't even take much from that because Shannon Ross is a fucking scrub. Like, I think I could throw, like, a, 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 I don't even know, probably a pencil at Shannon Ross, and he might fall over. The dude doesn't know how to stay on his feet when it comes to fights. He got knocked out in one punch in his last fight, and Cledson Rodriguez pretty much did the same thing. But Cledson Rodriguez, he has a look when he punches. The, the technique paired with the speed of his punches was terrifying. 
It was it was something that I, I saw also on the Contender series this week with with the Protez kid. Protez kid, dog. Protez kid is going to be someone to watch at welterweight, and I think Cletson Rodriguez here is going to be someone to watch going forward. Uh, I'm a fan of him. He's my pick here. If you can get plus 300 on him, you know, you can't go wrong with plus 300. I think you can do plus 300, and you can also do him by KO when it comes out, and I bet you it'll be plus 600 or better. You can't go wrong with plus 600 uh, for, for this guy's only real finishing, you know, or only real winning percentage because if he does not finish Basharat, he's probably getting grapple-fucked round three. He's probably getting grapple-fucked end of round two. You know, it's going to be first round, first two minutes of the second round, and that's probably going to be the fight for Rodriguez. I'm just real high on the kids striking, and it's going to be a real interesting fight. I think it's going to be one that we're going to either find out if Kledson is the guy, and I'm just going to kind of front run that and say he is. I think he's going to be that guy, um, you know, that's going to going to take out the Basharat hype train here because Farid is not his older brother. His older brother is a much better fighter, and this is kind of the same situation as the Bonfim brothers. We got the older brother who's an absolute fucking savage, younger brother who's a good fighter, but maybe not having the skill set that the older brother, the, the bigger brother has. I think with, with Gabriel, uh, he's actually younger than the small one. Yeah. Um, but Farid is younger. He's not as polished as Javid. And also, he doesn't have as cool of a nickname. His nickname is only Ferocious. So, uh, I'm going Kletzen Rodriguez. All plus 300. You know, like I said, it's just the price paired with, I think, the upside of this kid. I really think that this could be a spot that when we look back on it in a year and he has another win under his belt, it could be like, wow, I can't believe we didn't bet him against Fareed Basharat. So I'm betting him. I'm betting him by knockout, and I'm betting his money line. Like I said, it's my it's going to be my least, uh, I guess, confident bet of the card because Moises is the, the most confident, then Reese McKee, and then this one. But I do really, really like this kid's upside. So that's what I got, Tim. All right, so he went up a weight class because he couldn't make 125. He was struggling. He was struggling, um, and he's pulled out of fights. Uh, he can't make weight for fights, uh, and they're going to feed this kid to Tatsuro Tyra. Yep. I think – I think Basharat is going to submit him, and I don't even think it's going to be anything anything crazy. I think Basharat's going to go in there. He's going to take him down and then probably just choke him out. I He, he pulled out of a, a contender series fight. You know, he's not disciplined enough to, to make weight. This is just like... Um, um, the fight before the uh, La, La Pantera, I, I there's a work ethic, and with that work ethic, you're you get what you you put into it. So he missed the Tyra uh, weight by four pounds, and then when he beat Shannon Ross, that was two pounds. Yep. So it's not like it's a half a pound we're talking here. So where is this kid's discipline? I don't think I don't think he has it. And I think Bashra is gonna go in there, 
um, stick to the game plan, get them down, and and choke them out. Um, let's see how this kid even looks on 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 the scales. Hopefully, hopefully he makes weight. He should make weight. Um, we know he can get down to at least 127. You know, um, but I I don't I don't know. They're gonna feed him to to Tyra. So that that to me makes me think that we'll see if we can do it a little bit um, more subtle and and get him up to to Bashara and see see what happens. But I think Bashara's gonna sub him. I think he's not his brother. He's he's undefeated. He is on a tear, um, and he's he's just subbing. He's he's on a submission tear right now. So that's why that's why I'm gonna have to go, um, go with him. Granted, Blackshear and and the uh, contenders, right? Those were both decisions. Uh, but Blackshear just had a twister, right? Blackshear is a beast. Like he deserves yeah. a lot of respect. That's right. a good fighter. But but when you go when you go past that, all of all of his uh, how many subs does he have? He's got five subs, one knockout, and, and four decisions. I think I think he's going to take the advantage of, of going on the ground. So I could see it easily, uh, Bostrock by submission. To be honest with you, that's what I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to gas Clemson out. I don't disagree with you. I think you know that's why I think Rodriguez. It's, he's going to have to get a finish early in the fight, or he's probably going to get yeah wrestle fucked. Uh, with that, with that problem, you already know he's not disciplined enough to make weight. So, what kind of what kind of condition is he gonna be in? I think he's, he's gonna, gonna be in a better condition. To be honest, I don't. What there? Just no. You're not fixing the problem. You're put, you're putting a bandaid on. You're like, well, I can't. You know what? Let me just go up a weight class instead of figuring out what the problem is. Yeah. Is it is, is it the work ethic? Is it does he not care? Is is he just is too he big? That's the other thing too. Is he just might be just damn too big, because he's, he's thick. Five, he's he's five six. Yeah, he is. He's short, but he's thick. He's he's got a lot of muscle on his. He's front. thick because he because he can't make weight. <laughs> that is true. You're gonna be surprised when he knocks out Farid in the first round, Tim. If he does, if he does, listen, I'll be surprised if he can make weight. If he can make weight, <laughs> he's in, making one thirty five. He's you know, making one hundred thirty five pounds. If he can make weight and show up on time, I'll be impressed. All right, gentlemen's he... bet that he makes weight and shows up on time. I think he does. <laughs> you have to pat me it. on the shoulder if he doesn't. No, 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 no. I'll give you, I'll give you a gentleman's bet. I, I don't think they'll fight. All right, gentleman's bet. I think this, I think this will get scrapped. I think he'll either pull out, or, or something will happen. All right, gentleman's bet. You were right on the last one. You said, uh, cheaty. Wait, no, who was it? I don't remember who it was. You said someone was pulling out and then they or was going to miss weight and then miss they did miss weight. Yeah, I don't see this fight happening. It wouldn't surprise me if Clutson. Oh, it's happening. And the only reason it wouldn't happen is is if Fareed's scared of him. clemson has yeah. got those Muay Thai chops, man. This is another oh. terrible fight. This is another fucking awful fight. You can take Zara, this one to start. Zara... Fair versus Jacqueline Cavalcanti. Cavalcanti. Um, yeah, this is uh, a welcome 
to to the UFC Jacqueline. Thanks for coming up from LFA, and you're gonna fight um, someone that is on her way out and is just getting uh, dog walked by. Uh, she last fought last fought um, uh, just I don't even know who that is. Who is it? Joe. Oh, Josie. Oh, Josie dude. And, she's, she's got some heavy hands. She's kind of creepy looking. Uh, just fought her seven months ago, lost a decision. And before that, it was three and a half years ago against Felicia Spencer. She got knocked out. And then almost four years ago against Megan Anderson. She's um, 39 years, eight years old. Yeah, 39 years old. Uh, she's on the card because she is from France. Um, we have this this girl from Portugal, um, Jacqueline minus three twenty five. I am not going to touch it. Um, she has fought in in PFL before. She's been uh, granted she didn't win, but she fought uh, Martina Jandrova, who I actually like uh, Jandrova, uh, and that was a split decision. So this girl can can go on on the the bigger stages. We know that. And yeah, twenty six years old to thirty nine. Is is Zarn even gonna make weight here? What is this supposed to be? Is this, is this supposed to be at one hundred and forty pounds? And I think she's fought at one forty five her entire career. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know why. I don't even know. How, I don't even know who's how they're making this fight. I don't. How did they even find these girls? They might not even be real. They might be showing us a, a fucking AI created fight right now. I've never seen um, either. They say that this Zarn lady has fought Nunez, Felicia Spencer, and Megan Anderson. I don't remember any of those fights. I don't either. That must have been on like the early prelims. Yeah. And she must have. Yeah, that's probably one of those early, early prelims where you're like, oh, man. I might not show up to that one. (laughs) This might be that fight. I might not show up to this one. Yeah, this is where you walk the dog. You need to take a shower. Yeah. Man, I got to say that, Tim. I kind of liked the early card last weekend. I did, too. I did, too. I fucked with it. But here's... Here's the thing, though. I think going forward, we have to go back to to starting at the bottom because when you get to some of these prelims, like you know what I mean, like our big finale was was a girl that's 39 years old, and her record is just barely above 50 percent. She's glad about to I be could do six the math. Six. Yeah, I am glad I could do the math. Uh, it's a little bit easier for me on six and five than 18, nine, and one. Good job, what Tim. What's going on there? Um, <laughs> but we really don't get that build up, that build up to to where um, we could actually see the the actual competition of a, a God and Spivak. So I think we go back and lead back up to to that, because now I feel like I feel like we're missing something. Yeah, you know what I mean. It I does feel, feel like, like we're cutting it off. Is yeah, it's like. That's that's all you got is a, a thirty-nine year old Zara Farm versus yeah. Jacqueline Calvashanti. Yeah, who's, who's our dog and or who's your dog and lock of the week? Um, 
dog is going to be Spivak. Okay. I think Spivak can can get it done. And, and lock of the week? There might I'd not go, be a lock of the week, to be honest. There, there might not. If, if I was to... If I was to really be um, a wild man, I would go lock of the week is going to be uh, Colin uh, Lockford. That's that's a crazy lock of the week. No, it's not. It's not. We already know Cage Warriors undefeated. Four finishes in Cage Warriors. Ireland get the Connor tweet. Um, and he's higher up on the card than Reese McKee. Which means they want this kid um, to go forward. Why? Who who do you have? Uh, my my dog of the week is gonna be Moises. Pretty clean. He's my my favorite bet. And then my lock of the week is going to be Gone versus Spivak under three and a half, uh, which is minus two fifty. So it's not, it's, it's again, it's kind of like a Giga Chikadze lock of the week. It's not one that um, is going to have much juice to bet by itself. But for, you know, parlay purposes and stuff, I think that's about as lock as it gets because Spivak is either going to finish, finish gain uh, quick or, or Gon is going to, going to knock him out, I think. So that under three and a half is pretty juiced, but I think it's the right bet. For that main card and that's there's not a lot of uh favorites that i'm feeling crazy comfortable on here so you know that's gonna be that's gonna be my lock and then we get ufc 293 next week so oh baby i'm gonna Can be cheering imagine? for sean strickland so hard i am i am and you want to know why because then you have to take Alex Pereira, and he's got a win over Izzy, right? Yep. He's got a win over Jan, the only other guy to beat um, Izzy. And then if Sean Strickland wins, and, and Izzy's got, uh, and then Alex got a win over Sean Strickland, can you imagine the mental damage that that would do to someone? Yeah, dude. I can't beat this guy, but Alex beat him. I can't beat this guy, but Alex beat him. Yep, Alex is Izzy's daddy. That's just a fact. Yeah, this 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 that card will be pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna hit a uh, uh, a pretty big um, Aussie Aussie parlay in that one. I can feel it. I can feel it. A little New Zealand parlay, a little something something. A little, a little, yeah, a little down under. We'll call it <laughs> down under parlay. Shrimp on the Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. Yeah, man. I, I think I think, you know, this is this is kind of a lull. Um I think the I think two ninety three is gonna be good. It kinda got a lot of shit. The main card isn't anything to to write home about. But when you look at these guys, uh, like next week, like Tui's fighting Izzy, Sean Strickland, Volkov, Tafa, uh, Tyson Pedro, um, Carlos Albert, Jack Jenkins. Um, a lot of prospects. I think it, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be pretty good, man. But, yeah, I'm psyched too. 
This main card should be good. I'm excited for this entire main card in this card. Or this fight. With this card, I guess that's right. The entire main card for this card. And then uh, a lot of prospects next week, which should be fun. And I'll be yelling yeah. at my fucking TV uh, trying to get Sean Strickland to not get knocked out. But he probably is going to get knocked out in, like, the second yeah. round or something. You know, probably gets put to sleep. But um, I'm going to be cheering my ass off for him. I want him to knock out Izzy. So that Izzy has to wipe that stupid little smirk off his face. Izzy's so annoying and cringy to me. That's I guess I'm just being a hater, but I'm hating uh, heavily, so it's it's passionate. Yeah, the guy's so good though. That's the that's the only the only yeah, thing. He's his striking good. is I hate him because he beat Robert Whitaker. That's why that's why I hate him. But oh, um, listen. Everybody's beating Bobby Knuckles these days. Oh, don't say that, Tim. Don't you dare say that. Pereira would die. Bobby Knuckles yeah. would put Pereira in the ground, six feet under. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. We already know the, the real South African champ just put him down. So Drykus, baby. Man, imagine Drykus versus Sean Strickland. How sloppy of a fight that would be. I don't think, I don't think, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Sean Strickland somehow wrestles the whole time. Dude, he's got good wrestling. He actually does. <laughs> he just never he uses does. it. I know. He's I just engagey. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know, we'll... <sighs> some good cards. Some good cards. These these last couple, Um, there's some spottiness in it. But hopefully we'll get a, a, a good banger and a lot of finishes this week. Yeah. We were blessed. Uh, in the month of July with what we had going on in the month of June July. and July. So we were we were blessed, and now we've got a little lull, but that's fine. Still good Absolutely. cards. All right. All Thank right. you guys for, for listening. All right. Thanks, everybody.